Hello and welcome to the Mental Wellness Ministry Podcast brought to you by Adam Road Presbyterian Church. This is a podcast that helps you safeguard your emotional, mental and spiritual well-being, especially during this time of COVID-19. My name is Joanne and today we are talking about anxiety. According to Sing Health, about 10% of the population in Singapore suffer from anxiety and depressive disorders. With the current circuit breaker, people with no underlying mental health issues might also start to experience anxiety that feels out of control and interferes with their daily life. Let's speak to psychiatrist Dr. Adrian Lowe and senior pastor Christopher Chia to find out how to deal with some questions about anxiety from our listeners. One, one listener says she has been feeling very emotional and uneasy seeing the news. She feels very restricted, like her freedom is being taken away, especially when the global situation keeps changing. She has panic attacks when she cannot see her boyfriend so often. It feels so terrible. She can't lead her life in her usual way. Her question is, are there any pastoral tips to keep calm and not go mad? And how can she cope with fear and uncertainty? This is a weighty mental issue indeed, and I'm sure our listener is not alone in feeling this way. Adrian, could you start us off by helping us to understand more about anxiety in this time of COVID-19? Is it normal? Uh, certainly, I'd be happy to share with our listeners. As you all know, what is currently happening in the world is truly a very unexpected, and I guess you can say once in a lifetime crisis. So to experience all sorts of emotional and psychological reactions in this time is really understandable. And then by God's grace, you've been able to enjoy serenity despite the stress of this COVID-19 situation. And I must say that's wonderful. But really no worries if you're still trying to deal with emotions. I mean, there's, there's something that's really part of our human nature. So you, asked, you were asking about like anxiety. Anxiety is really, um, we define it as an anticipatory fear, a response to a perceived threat in the environment. So it could be external or internal. And in very low doses, all of us, do benefit from anxiety. It can be normal and it helps us to warn us to attend to various needs in our lives. However, in the context of COVID-19, how does this anxiety show up? Well, healthy anxiety, of course, will make us vigilant to observe all the rules set down by the government regarding safe distancing, wearing of masks, um, and all the various precautions in handling um, various kinds of objects, right? Um, and of course, it is also normal to feel concerned about keeping our job, uh, our finances, our children's education, our loved one's safety. And even a few weeks ago, you saw that there was a lot of anxiety about whether our food supply in Singapore is secure. However, that's all like, to a certain extent, when it's all kind of like uh, manageable, it's kind of normal. But at a certain juncture, it does become pathological. And when is that? Well, it can become pathological when the anxiety is so greatly disproportionate to the risk and severity of the danger. Second, it continues even when the danger is no longer present. Third, it interferes with the social or the vocational or work-related or physical aspects of daily life. So those are how some markers in which we can tell that anxiety has become excessive and pathological. Okay, so I hear you saying that it's normal for any of us to feel a little anxious due to COVID-19, but uh, if the feeling of anxiousness starts to feel compulsive and interferes with our daily life, it might have become a disorder. So are there any obvious signs or symptoms we should be looking out for if this is really happening to us? 
certainly. So as I was mentioning earlier, um, in this current situation, which is really, really kind of like, you can call it very abnormal, and it's usually very anxiety and understandable to some degree of anxiety. But if it interferes with our life significantly, you might actually realize in yourself or in your loved ones, excessive symptoms. And I'll give you a few examples. For example, physical symptoms. Some people experience palpitations. Palpitations is the sensation of your heart beating very quickly and feeling very, a sense of your heart like jumping out of your chest. Shortness of breath, weakness, tremors, feeling your, your hands and sh shaking. Some people experience like disturbances in their, their digestion, so they get diarrhea and constipation, or even giddiness. So there are no end to, a whole, there's a whole list of physical symptoms that can occur when people are feeling anxious. In addition to that, we have what we call psychological symptoms. Psychological symptoms are those symptoms which relate to how we are thinking about the world around us and how that um, comes out in the way we, we uh, relate to the world. So for example, it could make us feel irritable, we could experience insomnia, disturbances in our sleep, feeling very tired, having problems concentrating at our work. Um, as I mentioned earlier, sleep disturbances, and this can also include things like nightmares, recurring nightmares. So these are some of the common symptoms that do occur in when people are feeling excessively anxious. We also want, at this juncture, we also want to talk about panic attacks. Panic attacks are a form of anxiety where the anxiety symptoms come together in a sudden wave and they come so suddenly, and when it happens, people start to feel that they're in danger, and they may even sometimes think that they're having a heart attack or experiencing a life-threatening health situation because of the intensity of the symptoms. Most often, these symptoms may improve if the stressful situation improves and resolves, but sometimes, of course, we can't control the situation around us, so more important, just as importantly, we need to learn how to cope with the situation and learn how to feel calm in spite of the situation, no matter whether it worsens or whether it improves. So at the end of the day, I would like to also remind all of us listening, we are human, and we will, we will continue to experience the effects of a fallen world, which will include all these kind of anxiety symptoms. Thank you. Thank you, Adrian. You mentioned coping strategies to deal with anxiety. Can you share some with us? Definitely. So um, there's actually a really many ways that we can cope, uh, learn how to cope. So I guess what I'm going to share today is just an example of some. So for example, I think for many people, anxiety starts off because we are thinking a lot about the world around us. So trying to develop an awareness of how we think about the world around us is important. Often anxiety can arise from what we call faulty thinking patterns around us. Uh, we, we give names to these kind of thinking patterns one of them is what we call overgeneralization. So, for example, if you, if you read a newspaper article about, about in this current COVID-19 situation, maybe a COVID-19 situation that uh, occurs in a, uh, in a really rare kind of circumstance, and then you might think, oh, I'm also just like that person. And, and even though it's really known to be a rare occurrence, but because you, you relate it to yourself, that's what we call overgeneralization. Other examples of coping, Exercise. So definitely exercise is really important. In this current situation, we know that it's not easy to leave the house and you have to really, yeah, leaving the house for exercise, there's many, there's many things you need to follow too. But at home, you can even follow YouTube. There's a lot of exercise programs that are occurring on YouTube. Um, we also advocate using deep breathing patterns. So when people are feeling very anxious, a really helpful and simple tool is to learn how to control our breathing rate. So what that means is that we learn how to take really deep breaths 
So you try to control your breathing and make sure that it's not too rapid because shallow breathing does make people feel more anxious. And when you do these deep breaths and consciously cultivate this way of breathing, you find that when you handle a stressful situation, you can feel more relaxed. Um, you can also learn to, um, all of us can choose a favorite scripture passage. For example, a common scripture passage which can be helpful in anxiety. Cast all our anxiety upon him for he cares upon us. So when we meditate upon this scripture passage, whenever we start feeling a thought of anxiety, some, some worry coming to our mind again, we can start thinking about this scripture passage and that can be very calming to us. You may have a favorite hymn or song and that can also be very useful to hum to yourself when you're starting to feel anxious. Another source of anxiety in our current world, I must say, is that in today's world, um, all of us are, are kind of like surrounded by our social media, surrounded by our mobile devices. And so around the clock, we're, we're receiving a lot of information and bad news about the world around us. So that can be really very overwhelming. It would be probably wise to learn how to budget our time on this kind of media and make sure that every day we spend some time away from our devices and social media so that we can really just spend some time um, just so we've got and just yeah, having some rest. Reliable sources of information will also be a very useful tool to ensure that we don't get too anxious because if you notice a lot of the messages that fly around on social media, they tend to be alarmist in nature. They tend to bring out the worst behavior amongst us. So for example, even the hoarding of toilet rolls, the running out of eggs in the supermarkets, instant noodles, all these things, why does it happen? And I'll say that a lot of it happens because of the rapid pace, uh, rapid speed of social media. So people getting WhatsApp messages telling you to, oh, the supermarket's running out of this. And the next thing you know, people are all forming a long queue to buy uh, and buy up all these um, things like toilet rolls. So reliable source of information is really, really important. Even during this COVID-19, I think many of us have heard all kinds of uh, fake news. Okay. Uh, some people find it's very helpful to journal. Journaling is either using electronic means or using a physical diary to record down your thoughts and some of your, especially your worries. And we find that just the process of even writing it down um, can be very useful to help contain your worries. And of course, it's another way to um, put your prayers to God. If you are in a, currently in a discipleship group, a Bible study group, some, some form of community with other people, um, use that as an opportunity to share your worries with one another and pray for one another and you find that that can be really useful. Okay, so these are some of the few of the possible coping strategies that I could share. Thank you. These are really useful strategies that uh, we can really ground ourselves on, especially if we are struggling with anxiety. Um, well, I'm just wondering if, if our anxiety doesn't seem to go away, even after the circuit breaker is lifted, even after COVID-19 is well and truly over, what can we do? All right. I'm going to uh, give a few suggestions. Um, first and foremost, I do hope that for the listeners, hopefully you have an access to you, maybe you may be in our church or maybe a different church or, or even if you're not, you've never gone to a church before, consider visiting a church and speak to a pastor, speak to a leader in a the church. They may have some advice for you. They may be able to pray along with you and give you some guidance. Nationally, we have a national care hotline. The number is 6202-6868. This is a hotline that's 24 hours, 24-7, and it uh, allows people to call in to have someone to talk to to speak about any problems that they are facing, especially in conjunction with the COVID-19 situation. If you're feeling suicidal, some people do. Um, there's a SOS hotline, Samaritans of Singapore, and that's 
4444. You can go online to many online resources to find out more about anxiety, about all sorts of mental health issues, and try to get additional help. At the end of all this, if you find that these self-help measures don't help, then really I would like to advise you to consider professional help. We do know that there's a place for um, sound psychotherapy as well as the use, judicious use of medications. These can be very useful to help people who are facing severe anxiety to the extent which you can actually call it a medical problem. Because at the end of the day, anxiety disorders are a form of medical problem. And it's important for people to get help so that they can recover their, their, what they used to be like rather than to suffer from this long term. Thank you. Thank you, Adrian, for giving us uh, so many practical tips and also all the resources that we might need if we need to turn to them. Dear listeners, we hope that you have been encouraged and blessed by our session today. The Mental Wellness Ministry Podcast is brought to you by Adam Road Presbyterian Church. God bless you and keep you. If you have a question for us, please email mental.wellness at arpc.sg or send a direct message to at soundmind.sg on Facebook or Instagram. The Mental Wellness Ministry Podcast is now streaming on all your favourite platforms. You can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube or Facebook. Tune in the way you like it for your sound bites for Sound Minds today.